Welcome to episode 75 of Monday's State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel, and I'm the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. We are in October, Halloween. Is anybody going to dress up? Let me tell you, I am dressing up. Me and my husband are actually going to be with my niece out in Chicagoland for Halloween, and she's picking our costumes. I don't know what they are yet, TBD, but since we are taking her trick-or-treating, she's like, I get to pick your costume. So send some prayers to me and Jesse. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, all of you amazing listeners, new month, new theme, here we go. I feel like I say this all the time, that every theme is my favorite, but every theme is my favorite because I just freaking love this so much. So theme to get settled into today, all of you amazing humans, is putting sobriety first so everything else doesn't come last. I'll say that again. The theme for October is talking about what does it mean to put sobriety first so everything else doesn't come last? And ultimately, what does that do for our state of mind? So again, like, what does that mean? I have to tell you guys, when I first heard this saying, and I heard it in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, because that is my way of going through recovery is the 12 steps. I would have friends in the room always tell me, they would say, you know, Michael, like put sobriety first so that everything else doesn't come last. And I would get frustrated. I'm like, what do they mean by that? What do they mean by put sobriety first? And then they would go on to say, don't let the gifts of AA keep you from AA. Another way of saying putting sobriety first so everything else doesn't come last. And at first I was like, oh, like it was frustrating. But then after thinking into it and talking with people in the rooms, it started to make sense because again, everything that I have today, and I'll speak for myself, everything that I have today in my life, the peace that I have, the serenity, the roof over my head, the car that I drive, the job that I have, everything that I have is a result of me choosing sobriety, of me choosing to work an active program of recovery so that I can stay on the straight and narrow, so that I can show up with my head screwed on straight and not spinning. And so I have to always remember to take that step back and remind myself, Michael, when things are going well, job's going good, my marriage is going great, friendships are awesome. That's a result of me working a program of recovery. And so in order to continue these relationships, to continue to have this life, I have to show up for my recovery. So that means I have to be able to continue to go to meetings, to pray, to do my readings, to talk to another alcoholic, to be of service. Those are the things that have gotten me to where I'm at today. And what I have to say about that is that sometimes for the person that's not in recovery, what I like to call you normal humans, they don't always understand it. And it's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially in marriages, if one person's in recovery and one's not with friendship, I have normal friends. 
that still to this day ask me, they're like, why do you still go to meeting? Or like, why do you still do these certain things? And it's simple. I have a disease. I have a dis-ease. And if I do not do these certain things every single day, then my dis-ease will be rearing its ugly head. And so it's important for us to be able to also communicate to our friends, family, and loved ones, hey, this is now a part of my life. My recovery, my sobriety, like this vehicle is allowing me to drive my bus of life down the right way, not like a dumpster on fire in the middle of I-70, right? And so I want to say there are days where I'm like, oh, putting my sobriety first because sometimes it feels like a chore. And I can be totally honest with you guys. Like sometimes, yes, it feels like a freaking chore, but then I have to sit there and because that's my ego, right? That is my ego that sometimes tells me on certain days, oh, Michael, like you don't need a meeting or Michael, you don't need to reach out to another alcoholic. Michael, like you can self-will. And when I listen to that, like that is when things go sideways. And so I have come to realize on those days where I'm in resistance, that is when I really need to just double down and work that much harder on my recovery. And something else I want to share with you guys also is not just looking at putting sobriety first so that everything doesn't come last in the grand scheme of things, looking at all the time that I do have in recovery, which by any stretch of the imagination is not that much, but it also comes down to not just looking at that, but getting down to a granular level and looking at, it comes down to just today because it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't matter how much time I have. What matters is what I have today, right now in the present moment for my sobriety. So what am I going to do today to put my sobriety first so that everything else in my life doesn't come last or doesn't suffer as a result of me not working on my recovery? And so I sometimes I have to get that simple, you guys. Like so today, even this morning, I had to get up. I had to ask myself, hey, am I gonna be an ego today or am I gonna choose humility? Am I going to ask for help? Am I going to choose to be of service and talk or text another alcoholic today? Because like I said, guess what? Like my life will get better and continue to be good when I choose this. When you talk about it from a state of mind perspective, I feel at peace and I don't feel like I'm spinning out. And a lot of you can probably relate to that spinning out feeling. I don't have that when I choose to put sobriety first. It's hard to be perfectly honest. There are times I just said earlier, it's hard because sometimes I'm human. And sometimes, yes, I want to forget that I have this disease and that I have to keep at bay. And I need to give myself permission to feel this. I need to be able to have moments of anger and frustration, like, oh, why do I have to do this? God, kicking and screaming in my head. I have to feel those feelings. Because if I don't feel those feelings and get curious about them, it's only going to get worse. And so I don't want any of you that are listening to this podcast that are in recovery to beat yourself up. If you have those hard moments where you're like, God, sometimes I just wish I could just forget that I have this disease, that I have to keep at bay and I have to do these things in order to live a really great life. I want to give you permission to be like, hey, it's okay to get upset. But then what I also want to tell you is that you have to also bring yourself back to being like, hey, Where's the gratitude? 
where can I find just a piece of gratitude for, for my disease? Because in all honesty, my disease has allowed me to have a life that's, I should say regimented. Yes. It's allowed me to have a more regimented skilled life in the sense of like, I get to look at myself every day and look, we get to look at ourselves and we don't get to run away. And those are gifts. You guys, like those are actually gifts. It's not a burden, but again, understand and have grace for yourself that you are human. Something else that I want to also say that on a more personal note, when I'm looking at putting sobriety first so that everything else doesn't come last is I want to bring in the fact of being married to somebody that is also in recovery. And that is something that Jesse and I, when we first got together, we talked about you, him and I, we are second in each other's lives. What comes first is our recovery. Yes, I'll get frustrated if he's like, I need to go to a meeting or I need to go to a meeting or I need to do this or I need to do that. And I have to take a step back and say, hey, you know what? You're right. You do have to do these things because if I want you to show up for me and if I want you to continue to be this incredible human, this amazing person, you do need to put sobriety first. I'm gonna share with you guys that even in my husband's wedding vows, The last thing he said in his vows was, Michael, in order to keep all of the promises that I have made to you today, I need to put my recovery first. And it is the honest, honest truth. And when you can look at that and when I can feel it and understand it, that's when I'm like, okay, I get it. Your recovery, my husband's recovery must come first so that he can show up in the way that I need him to show up. My recovery must come first so that I can show up the way that. I need to show up as a wife, as a friend, as a coworker, as an advocate. It's powerful stuff. It's really, really powerful. And sometimes, yes, embrace the emotions with it, but also understand in order for us, I will bring it back to our state of mind, in order for our state of mind to be at peace, we have to find that gratitude for our disease dis-ease, you know, and it's funny. I like to say like, it's not just a disease. It is a dis-ease. Like, oh, like I am in dis-ease right, right now. We have to find that gratitude for it. And so I really hope that in this episode, you can find gratitude if you are in recovery. And if you are kicking and screaming in recovery, like, I don't want to put this first. This is your invitation to choose to put it first. Because when we do do these simple, but not easy things, Life gets and stays really, really good. That's what I got for you to kick off this amazing October theme of putting sobriety first so that everything else in our lives do not come last. And with that, my amazing, amazing listeners, I want to go ahead and end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. 